Welcome to podcast 101 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt, and this week I'm joined by Mr. Kurt Dizzle, who is not on Quiz Master Duty this week. A week off what? after last week. Wow, I'm I'm never fa- yeah I'm I'm a bit quizzed out as well from last week, so um, I'm glad that that someone else has taken the reins this week. Very much appreciated. It's also bacon. And he was watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. He couldn't be asked. Basically, I was sat in my pants in my lounge with my fan just pointed at my head and watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine and I was like, do I want to write a quiz or do I want to live my life? So I decided to live my life. I mean, we've been treated to clothes, so I feel I feel quite honoured, to be honest. Well, it's, I'm, I'm sat in a, well, it's a faux leather chair, so if you sit naked, you get sticky and no one likes being sticky. I can vouch so if for that. it wasn't for the faux leather chair, we'd definitely be yeah, I'd, getting I'd, some. Yeah, you'd, you'd you'd be seeing all of me. armpit on the show. Stream goal. Marvelous. Get Curti a non faux leather chair. <laughs> it's, it's, I thought stream goal is uh, get Curti banned for T's and C's on Twitch. Oh mate, I should have been banned about five times over. I think. Brilliant. Anyway, moving on, Mister Dupe, welcome. Good day, sir. Good day. Uh, have you suitably baked yourself into a stupor like everyone else? I can honestly say that I am. I am recording this podcast nude. Would you like me to stand up and show you? Y- no, yes. You're okay. I say. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, I'm not going to treat you to that. Maybe later when I win the quiz. Eyes. Mr. Dave has a party. Th- these visions of two uh, two men naked is is not good, especially with the fan and everything. But hello, everyone. What are you, Harry? What, what are you? No, just a wizard today. Just a wizard. Just a wizard. Uh, talking of wizards, uh, Mr. Herb. Hello, sir. <laughs> talking of wizards, <laughs> you fuckers. Hello. <laughs> hello. How are you, sir? I'm very, very good. How Marvelous. are you? I'm all right. Thank you very much. Good. And rounding us off is Mr. Friday Night FM, Joseph. Hello, sir. Welcome back. Podcast 101 Degrees Celsius. <laughs> I think I think oh, that's the title up. right there. <laughs> it, it's a bit warm. Uh, so this week's podcast, we'll have the usual save updates. Uh, we'll be recreating an iconic tactic, but we'll reveal that. Well, it might be revealed in the title by the time you're listening to this, or you'll find out in due course. And of course, there's going to be a quiz from a mystery quiz host. Uh, it may or may not be one of us six. You'll find out. Uh, right. Save updates, gents. Kurt Dizzle. I've got to start with you because you've had uh, an action-packed week thus far. You've had a birthday. You've had a job change. It's all kicking off. Football manager's been fun to fun this week. It's been a lot of fun. So uh, I, I, I ended up finishing third with Middlesbrough. So I think that was the end of season seven of the save. Um, and it was a really good season. We finished third. We're still like 20 points away from first and second, Man United and Liverpool. So we'd, we'd have still been... You know, to catch those two teams would have been a struggle. Um, but I was well happy with third. Obviously, Borough in the Champions League, bring it on. And then Arsenal came knocking, flashing around their big £253 million transfer budget, which subsequently, by the way, became 424 But I couldn't turn it down. Like, I've I've been saying this for a little while now. I want to start winning some trophies, some serious trophies on this save. And if, you know, the time is against me. So I had to make a decision and uh, we we jumped ship. We, we packed our bags. We moved out of uh, Middlesbrough, drove down the, the, uh, the M1, 
and uh, we've set up shop in Arsenal. Um, it's been a pretty interesting pre-season. Like, like I say, the transfer budget was ridiculous. So we, we've started uh, bringing some of the Borough boys down to Arsenal with us. Uh, Raul Bellanova's coming at right back. Uh, Dave Fryat's come in, um, one of the Aldershot boys. We're still trying to get hold of Alecci and Letizia, but Middlesbrough aren't playing ball. They've hired David Wagner uh, as, my, as their re- my replacement, and uh, he does not want to sell those guys. Um, but yeah, we've had to move some players on at Arsenal. So like, we had to get rid of Lindelof, who was like a team leader there. I've had to get rid of Vlasic. I've had to get rid of um, just a lot of players. They had quite an aging squad, but aging, you know, players that were holding their value. Um, so I've kind of gone in there and, and got rid of some of the boys that, you know, were swinging their dicks around when I arrived. Um, and uh, yeah, I've, we've just got through preseason. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I genuinely think we could be title challengers this year. So uh, it's exciting times at Arsenal. We've still got like 300 million that we can spend as well. So yeah, should be fun. Should be a fun season. Uh, FFP is is that a myth? Uh, we're about to fail. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're about to fail. Um, Premier League FFP, so no one really cares about that one. Um, but that, I mean, that's not my doing. I, that that was it was red when I arrived, and actually, I've brought in more money than I've than I've spent so far. So um, I, you know, I'm doing my bit. It's not my keywords so far. Yes, yeah, so far. <laughs> But Bert Leno's, Bert Leno's still in goal, and he's like th- he's like eighty three years old. So um, we're trying to replace him with a guy from Roma who's just put in a transfer request. So quite excited about that. Um, like I say, Alecci's a big target, but so for, at the moment, Borough want like one hundred eighty five million for him, plus forty percent of the next sale, and all kinds of silly silly figures. So the teach pursuit has started on Alecci. You say you want to you want to win some trophies. Why have you joined Arsenal? <laughs> because they've got the financial firepower to do it quickly. Where did they finish in the league? Fifth. So Where did Middlesbrough finish third. Oh wow, okay. But yeah, but <laughs> do you know what? Like, so Jurgen Klopp was the manager last year, and he's now gone to Real Madrid. Hence, why the the job became available when Arsenal approached me. Um, but looking through their squads compared to my borough squad, like it's incredible that I finished above these boys. So I'm just I'm looking I'm excited to see what I can do with these big big players, um, and uh, yeah, hopefully borough borough who now hate me by the way because I'm sniffing around all their players. Hopefully they'll they'll fade away into obscurity, just like all the shots. So how how long are you giving it before you? When you don't win a trophy here, till you move on again. Well, I said, I said uh, towards the end of last season, I said I reckon this save has got two more seasons. So that's that's uh, the, the clock is ticking effectively. See, I thought it was a terminal illness you had, and that was <laughs> what was going to bring about a premature end. But I'm don't tar everyone with your same. brush, Matt. Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm alive and kicking for now. Emerition, don't forget. Anyway, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how this goes. Uh, I'm hoping that spending oodles and oodles of money doesn't come with uh, rather dramatic ties. Well, it's it's difficult though because I've I, I seem to have walked into a dressing room where all these 
players in their sort of late twenties, early thirties want all these long term deals on double their money. So I've got like I had like Luke Lucas Hernandez. Luis Hernandez. Lucas Hernandez? Lewis? El Hernandez. El Hernandez. <laughs> a Hernandez. <laughs> so he's he's like twenty nine years old. He wants he wants a f- like a four or five year deal. He's on two hundred grand a week now and he wants four hundred. It's like n- no. And he's a team leader. So like I'm I'm knocking all these boys back, like straight back. See you later, son. And then, you know, I'm getting a bit of uh revolt in the dressing room. Um so it's 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 been a tumultuous start so far. Hopefully, if we can start well in the league, everyone forgets all that stuff anyway and uh and we can move on. I like how you got screwed over as well by the uh, FM media when you offered him a contract and then he got upset because you didn't offer him a contract. Oh mate, but this is another thing. This is like I bought Dave Fryer from Middlesbrough and Dave Fryer was one of the players that the board sold when I was at Aldershot. One of the questions in the in or one of the focuses in the the press conference when I unveiled him was um oh well you sold Dave Fryer before why why do you want to buy him now? It's like I didn't fucking sell him. Like the game needs to be a bit more intelligent with that stuff. And like you say, the whole Hernandez thing, he wanted a new deal. I offered him a new deal. He turned it down and yet then claimed I didn't offer him a deal. It's it's nonsense. And it's the kind of thing that will get, you know, that will lose you the dressing room and effectively get you sacked. So it needs to be fucking fixed. They need some good QA testers. That's what they need. I was about to say, they could have had a, a applied a good good person there. I know it's hot, Curtie, but are you okay? Do you need a hug? Mate, I'm sweating. I'm sweating in places I've never just... sweat before. Uh, good man. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Duke, uh, as you sound like you're dying as well, um, can you give us an update on what's happening with Malaga? You were alluding to something on Twitter earlier about uh, Curtie's perhaps influenced you slightly. Curtie's a big influencer on me. Um, you know, he's the champ. I wanted to be the champ. He wears glasses. I went now wear glasses. Um, he had a shampoo. You, know, you wanted a shampoo. Did you buy the shampoo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not seen my. You know. Uh, by the way, you should you should do some more of those, Kurt. Uh, not just the ones you send me on Snapchat, but like some proper ones. They're good. I like them. Um, yeah, we um, look. We're we we've had a bad week, right? And I'm gonna or maybe about two weeks as manager manager, um, because. We got absolutely turned over in the Champions League, and I'm going to say it before the the wizard can try and get one over me. But it's a long, it's a long year. You know, there's still a long time left in his safe before he gets off that. You know, to get off that high horse. But we got beaten four nil, which meant we went out on away goals after a five one first leg to PSG, who I think they're in the semi finals. Uh, to be fair, so they're a good team. Um, we also have missed out on winning the champ, the Premier League. Uh, that's not the Premier League. Well, of course we missed out on the Premier League because we're not in the fucking Premier League. We're in La Liga. Uh, we missed out on winning the league. Uh, we are definitely in the top four and we've got to play Real Madrid uh, tomorrow. So before the pod goes out, we'll play Real Madrid in the Copa del Rey final. I was just alluding to it because not that I wanted to, to be honest. It was just to get just to get my interactions up, to be honest, Matt. Um, but, um, <laughs> shameless. <laughs> Absolutely shameless. So basically, like, to, to be, to be, basically, what happens behind the scenes, okay? So I had a, a, a I went for a, a scouting mission to a, to a game midweek 
to watch Swindon Town, my my now local side. And I got talking to people there and, you know, and and I think something may happen with that and that could be quite exciting. But um, they just wanted to see what my interactions were like over a week. So I'll, you'll see, you know, you'll see some more tweets this week that could involve that sort of stuff. No, I'm joking. Um, I just think Maybe whether... get a cat involved and start throwing it around. That usually does pretty well for interactions. Yeah, too fair though. I, the, the, too fair. Normally, when I when I tweet videos of me with pussy, this doesn't normally go down as well as I thought it would. I mean, that's two jokes I in mean, one there. To be fair, yeah, I was going to um, say yeah. you've done well. well I know, like, <laughs> I'm so planned hot, that. and I mean, I'm so tired. If you actually think about yeah, it, yeah, true. But um, mm. so basically, what I'm looking at is that um, is there actually a ceiling to this? Can can I physically take? I mean, I built a great team, and we are a very good team, and we've had a couple of bad games, which has led to a, an okay season. But we got to remember we're third season in. We're we're again easily in the Champions League. But like Curtis done with Nottingham Forest, uh, sorry Middlesbrough. Crikey, that was a long time ago, Curtis. Um, is there just a ceiling? Is there a limit to how far I can take this team? And if so, you know, should we be looking? Should we actively be looking? And if you are in a save, and is there like a a, a basket of clubs that if they come to you, you have to say yes to? I'm talking. Like Manchester United, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus, teams like this. Should I be saying like are these teams definitely a yes? You've got to go there. That's what you know. That's what I was kind of alluding to on Twitter today. You mentioned that you've built a good team. Could I argue that you borrowed a good team? Um, statistically, fifty-six percent of my squad has been borrowed. Yes. Um, <laughs> is that actually but, a true stat? Yeah. Yes, it is a true stat. Made up. <laughs> yeah. But let's not let's not is let facts get in the way of a good story. Uh, no, fifty-six percent of my squad is loaned players. However, because um, I, I was working this out, I think it's only twenty-two uh, percent of my my squad is actually loaned. My my playing squad or playing my first eleven. Is actually um, loan. So yes, I've borrowed it, but I have used the borrowed squad as um, as depth. I think six of them have played about five times. So yeah, it's not like it's a whole borrowed eleven. But you know, when I don't have money, what what more can you do? You know, you have to fill the squad. You have to get the rotation because apparently Marilla, who's nineteen years of age and should be fit as a fiddle and ready to play ninety minutes every four days and hump till he's dry in the face. And Tunali, they're tired after 20, 30 minutes. And it, I just need rotation. And, and that's one thing. You can go out and buy this great first 11, but if you haven't got the rotation, then you lose in the latter part of the year, 4-0 to PSG. <laughs> uh, Not that just, I'm upset just, about that. No, I just want to just pick up on that 4-0 loss. Because you, you were 5-1 up and then you went into the, the second leg. And then you Fuck lost. Me, maths is good for four, you, isn't it? Do lost, they teach that in Hogwarts as well. Yeah, they do actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then just remembering how how easy the game was. I just, yeah. oh, I just there's not question there. That's just a statement. So yeah, okay. Easy. So okay. losing one game, the game because do you know what? Right, I'm gonna go down this road tonight, Herb, right? Because it's fucking hot. I'm bothered. Right. Currently, my ball sack is touching the floor. Okay. Um, I'm gonna just go down with this road and just say, all right, you win, you win, all right, you win. But yeah, the game is still easy. Uh, it was it was so good being in just just watching you go and you'll be like yeah we'll probably lose this now and the first girl went in you're like yeah now that'd be fine second one went in it was like the realization in your face as it started happening oh it was it was brilliant it was the best bit of twitch i've watched all week how does that make you feel dude i mean this feels like a counseling session honestly wet 
<laughs> that's, that might you be the heat. Choice. <laughs> that might be the heat. Um, do you know what? It's good, you know. And like I said to you, you know, I'm not a tactician. I'm an entertainer. And at the end of the day, as long as you've gone away and entertained her, that's that's all I can ask for, mate. It's perfect. And, um, Probably close yeah. to a Kevin Keegan quote at some point. Uh, I'd Mr. fucking Dave love has... it if we beat our oh, way. There we go. <laughs> Mr. Dave has a party. What have you um, been doing? Well, yeah, still managing Wolves. It was a, a slow start to our third season in charge. I think it's the fourth season in game, so it's the 21-22 season. Um, but we're sort of just moving into December now. And I'm currently sitting eighth in the league. Obviously, it's our first season after winning the title. And it was a very, very slow start. Really struggled at the start of the season. But slowly getting our form back. But obviously, now we've got a lot of... Uh, a lot of room to make up, so we're slowly getting the form back. We're, we've qualified through our uh, Champions League groups. So Real Madrid have actually knocked out. Uh, it was us and Dortmund who qualified. I say knocked out. Real Madrid now in the uh, Europa League. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just trying to get the balance now. I don't think I've got enough depth at the back. I've got someone in Declan Rice who doesn't want to be at the club and he's playing every single game. So obviously that doesn't help too much, but. Yeah, things are slowly picking up, but it's sort of uh, it's a bit drab at the moment. I think the the best chance for us to to qualify for Europe again this season is to to win one of the domestic cups or possibly the Champions League again. With the Declan Rice situation that you have, is yeah, it, is it that he's had other clubs sniffing around him, or have you pissed him off? Yeah, it's the other clubs thing. So last season I had Den Donker and Declan Rice who who were quite good because they could both play centre back and, and central midfield quite comfortably. So it was normally Den, uh, Den Donker at centre back and Declan Rice at centre mid. So for both of them there was United, Chelsea, City, Liverpool all sniffing around both of them. So I thought in an ideal world Declan Rice I brought him for just under 30 million the uh, the summer before. If any clubs were to come in I'd probably accept about 60 million. Because he's still young, he's English, he's a decent player. Uh, bids were coming in, but they were just matching his value, and I thought it's just they're just crap bids. So like, why am I gonna like get rid of him for making like five million profit when I know he's a lot worth a lot more? So then Donker went for thirty million. So I thought I've got to keep Rice. If I do sell him, it's got to be for the sixty million now. And then he just started being a J bag. So I transfer listed him, offered him out, and then it got to a point where sort of the the. Transfer deadline just came at the wrong time, so and um, Willie Bolly's just got injured, so it's basically Declan Rice is the centre back now. So um, he's still like transfer listed and stuff, but like it's funny because you've got all the big teams that are after him. Then there's like teams like Burnley and Norwich who are obviously major interest, who must think they've got a chance of signing him. But again, I probably I probably budged about fifty million now, but I'm still not going much less than that, as I say, because he, he is worth a lot more. Can you explain to me what a J bag is, please? <laughs> Uh, just a waste. Like I say, waste. What's, what's, say waste, man? what's a waste? In my house? <laughs> uh, I call my missus a, a J bag all the time now. It's hilarious. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what it means either. No. Uh, me either. I'm probably going to Urban Dictionary, and we're probably all going to regret it. it later. Yeah, yeah exactly. I prefer, <laughs> I, pre- I prefer tea bags, to be honest. Brilliant. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Marvelous. Uh, well, good luck in your. Well, whether, have you decided whether you want to keep him or whether you're going to still get rid of him? I, I want to keep him, but it's oh just. Yeah. A J uh, go on, go on. A J bag is a slut or slag or skep. Oh yeah, God. I like that. That's a good it's a good Apparently it originates from it originates from the term jizz bag. Jizz bag. I thought it was jizz bag, but I didn't want to. That's proper American that, isn't it? You're such a jizz, jizz bag. Hi Mrs. Yeah. Curtis. I'm gonna stop yeah. calling my missus a J bag. <laughs> <laughs> probably probably a good choice there. 
and I'm going to start calling you one. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts, I guess. Um, yeah, Dave, have you, are you happy to move on? Or are you, yeah, continue. Uh, you continue, want, continue the con- story. Go on. Continue. Right, continue okay. the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Joseph, you are last on the chopping block. Which save? I mean, have you, I guess you've delved a little bit into the United save we're sharing at the moment. Um, have you played anything else aside from that? I mean, you've still got the wizard to ask. We have got the wizard to ask. Yeah, yeah but the game's a bit hard for him, so I wouldn't ask him. I mean, I'm done. I, I, my my comment was done. Dusted it. it was just talking about Duke. I mean, I've been leaning on my notepad, and now the page is soaking wet. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. I, mean, I couldn't see Herb because he's got his cloak of invisibility on. When Guardian Leviosa. What does you're I do fucking, that You're all fucking Harry Potter fans, really, aren't you, you little wankers? I've read the book. Dave yeah. hasn't. They've anyway, sorry, Joe. Does a ginger one get banged in the end? <laughs> what, by <laughs> her? <laughs> Doesn't the ginger one end yeah. up with Hermione? Let's, not, I mean, her. Let's not go there. It's Let's, not, let's not do this. Let's not do this. Um, I played you a little bit of West Ham. A little bit of West Ham. Definitely... You don't often get me complaining about things that happen in Football Manager. But I had two games on the trot. Properly, properly wound me up. So I turned it off. Um, I had Jack Butland, England goalkeeper. You know, worth a few quid. All the top teams are after him in the Premier League. Decides that after Suso probably crosses the ball for about 30 yards in swinger, just runs underneath it rather than catches it. Goes in the back of the net. Next game, my right back. Swiss international, you know, he's highly rated in football manager, Kevin and Babu. Decides that he's going to go and mark who the left back should be marking. So leaves his man free at the back post in the 91st minute to make us draw 2 all. So, yeah, turned it off. Is that like the one that happened to me that I put on Twitter? Exactly the same. Yeah. I mean, if it happened once, I'd just go, it's one of them things. But two games on the trot, they have two proper cock-ups. Luck modifier much? Yeah. Just more. Well, I actually played FIFA. Wow. After that, that that's how that's much it annoyed of... me. I played FIFA. <laughs> played FIFA to calm you down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dave, have you ever had two games in a row that's got, oh no, save and reloading? That, that would stop that yeah, one. Sorry, yeah. go on, carry on. Big save and reloader. So yeah, that's about it, really. Played a bit of the Man United save. We're in the January window now. Just waiting for someone else to have a go. Did we buy Kante? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. I might just play through the rest of January to stop you buying Kante. No, I'm going to play it this <laughs> evening. Buy Eddie and Ketcher and Victor Seaman up front. Sell the rest. This is going to turn into Raz's save all over again, isn't it? I've just password protected. I've just password protected the file. <laughs> That's probably wise. <laughs> it's, password is J B A G. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you spell Mrs. Curty. Oh, oh come on. Oh. Wow. It's all right he for me to do it. Dave. Come on. She's a lovely Sorry. lady. Went there. I went there. Um, Mr. Herb. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Uh, late in Orient. Late in Orient. How much time on it this week? I've had a bit of time on it. Yeah, we've been back streaming. The first stream back was all right and was fun, uh, but there was a bit of FM cheese. Uh, and then the second stream back was just full of FMGs. We're we're sat comfortably mid table, so I'm happy that we're not going to get relegated on our on our bounce back season to the championship. The game is too easy, but uh, we we find it we seem to find it easy to score, but then equally easy to let in goals. I think we scored the most 
in the league and we've let in the second most in the league. Uh, so January transfer window is coming up. I need goalie and centre-backs because I, I can only put it down to them just not being good enough quality. But same sort of stuff Joe was talking about. Goalies coming out for stuff and just not putting their hands up. Ball goes over the head and it's like, hang on a minute, you've been beaten to a header here and you're a goalie. You're supposed to use your hands. That's how it works. So uh, I was close to quitting, especially in the heat. It's kind of bullshit. I did see a video on Twitter, actually. I thought maybe that would get retweeted by a certain person. Um, it was a game that um, Jesus and Edison played in Brazil, like a charity game. And Edison played centre mid. And one of the goals, he absolutely rinsed the goalkeeper. And then as it gets towards the end, you notice that the goalkeeper's got one hand. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what that's, Butland was going for at the time. That's that's what they're going for. Just, uh, yeah, oh, maybe. Homage. But no, like the, he was like the drummer from Def Leppard. Yeah, he was good. What? Modified uh, kit, though. The drummer from Def Leppard only had shot. one arm. Yeah, he lost it in a car accident, I believe. He did. Fucking hell. Played the, played, played the drums with his feet. Like, had, it, had them all sort of specially made. And... Can I ask no point in doing the quiz now? That's what all the, all the questions are out on the quiz. Music quiz again, Dave. Yes. Right, uh, we should probably get into our main topic before we run out of time this evening, gents, or before we all melt, whichever comes first. Uh, mm-hmm. That is that we are going to be spotlighting uh, Carlo Ancelotti's Milan from 2001 to 2009. Uh, so he did go through a number of different tactics uh, throughout his time there, heavily influenced by uh, Arrigo Sacchi uh, before him. Uh, generally one of, well, arguably one of the best teams, at least in the early 2000s, and certainly uh, you don't qualify for three Champions League final Champion League Champions League finals even in, in five years and not be not be good. So shall we start off with sort of the, the first part of it, which is sort of the, the two thousand and three phase, the the four three one two that would have been played. Now Joe sort of when we were discussing this before we started, Joe alluded to saying basically saying that the the back four kind of didn't really change. There was a few minor tweaks but it largely stayed the same so we should probably sort of start there now we are going to run through this how we've ran through other similar sort of tactics showdowns where we are basically taking a real life team and then trying to sort of transplant them into fm19 or at least how we might consider doing that in the variety of different roles and things like that um we should probably start off with the uh the mentality in which the team would have played um did we have any thoughts on that I mean, it's Sachi inspired, so attacking is is important. But as we know in FM, playing attacking doesn't necessarily mean attacking football. I don't. I don't think they were like a massively, like a high press kind of attacking, all out, all action team. I think like, I think I'd like if I was if I was building this this system, and it would be probably a four three one two or maybe a four three two one. I think the front three, you could almost say, were a little bit more, were a little bit fluid. I mean, you generally have, you'd at least have one out and out striker, and then you'd either, you know, one striker dropping deep, sort of two players playing in the hole, or you'd play with two players up top. But I wouldn't say they were like overly aggressive. I'd probably, I'd probably look to start on a, a balanced mentality, if I'm being honest. It's not a bad chat. I, I was going to say mm. balanced or positive. I mean, the players they had were quite controlling, so yeah, going back to what it was called last year, I'd probably go control to start with. But yeah, balance is not a bad shout. Well, it's quite, they, they weren't like a high-tempo team either, were they? So um, 
you know, they had. I think they it had, depends on the individual player more than anything. Well, I guess, it, and from, and sort of match um, what was going on in the match at the time. But you know, sort of jumping the gun a bit. But you know, when you've got Pirlo sat in front of the the back four, a lot of the play is going to go through him. Yes, he's got runners either side of him, but. Um, I mean, I w- yeah, I wouldn't say they were like hugely aggressive or like high tempo or anything like that. So, I'd, I, I mean, I'd be looking at probably a balanced mentality or positive. Okay, well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll lock that one in. That what in that one in. Uh, so, if we start off with our back four, then in fact, goalkeeper, what what would we say Dida would be? Is he more of a standard goalkeeper or like a sweeper keeper on defend? Because he's, I, I guess, it's more his his sort of individual eccentricity that is the issue here i don't i don't remember him being like hugely active with his feet um, well, i think if you remember against was it celtic in the champions league they were attacking at the other end and he was just like still standing on his line while that fan jumped on the pitch and mm-hmm. tried to attack him yeah I, don't, I wouldn't i wouldn't put him as a sweeper keeper i don't think no basic goalkeeper yeah Bog standard goalkeeper, goalkeeper. Good old days when the keepers were in goal and used their hands. <laughs> Obviously, this is a different time as well. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to admit the fact that 2003 was quite a long time ago now. You know, 16 years ago, in particularly in football, uh, is a long time ago, and that, that kind of gone. that sort of leads me on to the next sort of section. Really, is about the, the fullbacks. This was at the advent of the fullback becoming a, like a key component to any any form of football tactic. Uh, this sort of when Ashley Cole really started, sort of if we're talking about English football, really sort of became quite prominent, and that Wenger was quite happy to pick up attacking or almost wingers, and Ashley Cole was a winger and reverting them back to fullbacks because he was more interested in the attacking prowess that they may possess, um, and I think. This was sort of the this well, at least Ancelotti was at the advent of this sort of period. I remember reading after the two thousand and two World Cup um, about how important the fullbacks were in that Brazil team. I mean, obviously you had the, the sort of individual brilliance of Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, and Rivaldo, but the fullbacks allowed them to sort of create layered attacks um, and just and stretch the play so much in the final third. And uh, if we, if you know, if we're talking about Cafu here, then he was he was just so important to this uh, this Milan team. Um, I don't know how how many years he was there, but he was like he was he was a, he's a he's a legend in Milan. Um, in Football Manager, I, I, especially if we're playing with a narrow like a, a four three two one, I'd be you'd I'd either have him on a wing as a wing back attack or or a complete wing back. Um, he just—he was a machine. He'd get up and down all day, and just provided so much. You know, he—he was, he was all right defensively, but just going forward, he was so important to to Milan and and the Brazil national team. I'd say complete wing back as well. Run with ball often, smash it. <laughs> yeah, I've got complete complete wing back as well. But it's it's interesting to see that at the start of his era. I think he played Ed Kaladzi and Costa Curta playing fullbacks, and how that changed from when you when you go to like someone like Cafu, it just changes the dynamic of a tactic so much. Mm. So I, 
<clears throat> I was, I think we've all read similar articles or at least some of the same ones and it really, or the source material has been very similar. And the the whole thing about Costa Curta, right back and not really, he is, you know, a centre-half really and he was filling in. Uh, and it meant that Gattuso was given more of a an opportunity to roam forward when generally when you think of Gattuso, you think of a defensive shithouse when really he was given much more of a license to sort of cover on that right-hand side and go wider than he would have been sort of later in his Milan career. Um, if we move on to the sort of the left-hand side of defence, we've got sort of Yankolovsky. Uh, what would we say for Yank? Because I don't, I think he was a he was solid, but I don't think he was quite as um, as free roaming as as Cafu would have been. Uh, I kind of went wing back support. Yeah, um, that was sort of my thought. maybe a full back support if you went that far. But yeah, as you say, he wasn't. Yeah, he certainly wouldn't be up and down. Like Cafu, but certainly would be uh, would do his fair share. Probably a bit more reserved than Cafu. Well, the thing is, because I mean, Gattuso largely played on that right hand side. So when Cafu was bombing forward, Gattuso would slot in. Whereas on the on the left hand side, you know, you had your your Sadorfs maybe, or or someone like Ambrosini, or someone like that, who you know aren't aren't as defensively aware as someone like Gattuso. So you needed that little bit more protection from your fullback and they were a bit more reserved on that left-hand side, I think, than they were um, on, on Cafu's side. If we move into the centre of defence then, the two centre-halves... Nesta. I mean, they are... This is Rolls-Royce of centre-halves. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. is my favourite centre-half, like one of my favourites of all time. But in... I guess it's kind of difficult because you've got to almost separate the player and how they played to sort of how they would have played for Milan. And did did the sort of how they played for Italy differ between how they played for Milan and well, the national team? I'd, I'd kind of written down like one as a stopper, one as a cover, because you, you always Proper tend to have you, you had like a you always had a more aggressive of the two. Uh, and I think you'd, it'd more be Maldini covering if Maldini was playing centre off, and Nesta going in for the smash. I'd have that. Nest, <laughs> Nesta, like he was never more than sort of a yard away from his striker that he was marking. I mean, he was just—he was so good. He was so aggressive defensively, um, but intelligent as well. And like you say, like Maldini covering. I think yeah, the stopper cover combination is uh, w- would work well with those two. They had oh. Yap Stam as well, didn't they, for a, a time? Yeah, they did mm. for a bit. Proper defenders again. The good old days when defenders were allowed to kick people. Yes. I feel like <laughs> you're going to become a meme soon. Herb. <laughs> well, I get it. Oh, scored goals. He's not, he's not wrong. It. I think Rio Ferdinand said it on like one of the BT shows. He was like, there's not many people that have the art of defending anymore. He's like, it's, no one's interested in learning how to you know, be a defender. And there definitely was a great skill to it to be in a, a, a fantastic centre half and they're not like you kind of I think someone put in Discord the other day about like name your top 10 centre halves and they're just kind of oh they can header it a bit they can boot the ball along a bit but they're not I don't know it's not it's not the know, same there's now no gl- there's no gliders is there there's no gliders that kind of just can do it all and just make it look effortless yeah that was the art like like Curti was saying about Nesta like he you had to read the game 
and you you were there and you always knew what was going on and your job was to get the ball back quickly, shut down the play and that's it, lay it off to someone who's going to take you forward. Where now without, everyone wants everyone to be a ball player. Without going too sort of far off topic, who would we say was the last sort of great defender sort of, I guess of the last sort of five years or so? I know that I'm sort of springing this. this. Chris Morgan. De- De- Dejan <laughs> Lovren. Uh, no, well, I think Virgil van Dijk's got to be a shout, hasn't he? Like, recent memory. Absolutely, like, revolutionary. He's a tank. He's a tank. He's a tank yeah. Being silky smooth. Exactly. Yeah. So good on the ball. Yeah. See, I was thinking he's sort of similar sort of mould to Rio Ferdinand, really. Where he's sort of, uh, at least when he was slightly younger before his, his legs went. Well, the good thing about Ferdinand is, like, you never saw him diving into tackles or anything like that because he just read the game so well. Yeah. And yeah, it's similar with Van Dyke. You know, he's just uh, he's just he's well, he's a complete footballer, isn't he? Yeah. But it, and again, like with the you kind of mentioned in Rio, there is like he's more of a cover. Van Dyke will always be in the right position covering. And when you think of stoppers, though, and you think like John Terry, mm-hmm. you know, someone like that, just absolutely just go through people if you have to, and their wives if needs be, <laughs> <laughs> and literally put his head on the line if he needed to as well. Yeah. And get never forget out by that. Abu Dhabi. Raz's his favourite moment of football ever. Mate, I thought he was dead when that happened. His, <laughs> like when he kicked, you just saw his face. They showed it like it was briefly on Sky Sports, wasn't it? But he just looked dead. Mm. Can you imagine if Wayne Bridge had Twitter then? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Retweet. <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> Subtweeting. Isn't it a shame what happens to people who etc. Uh, right, we'll get back on track now, gents. Kurt, you did have your your hand up when we were discussing the St. Halves. Did you do you remember what you were going to say, or have I sort of stolen your thunder a bit too much and you've forgotten? Um, oh yeah, I was I was just going to say like talking about um, you know you don't see as many great defenders these days. I think defending is getting harder um, because you know rightly so attacking players are protected more by referees and like you see it in kind of goal totals in in if you look at statistics and and stuff with uh, you know f- with any any league really in Europe and uh, sort of goal totals per game is is kind of creeping up higher and higher and i think it just it just shows that defending is really fucking hard now it's it's a it's a horrible thing to have to master you know back in the day like you say you could could go around Going through players, kicking players, and you'd you'd, you'd get away with a lot. But um, in today's game, you've got to be a lot a lot smarter. And I think that's why, um, you know, defenders are having to become proper footballers rather than proper defenders. And it's proper footballers. Yeah. So it's uh, no. it's it, it's getting harder as an art form, definitely. So yeah, you're talking about defending getting uh, harder and the art going. I think I the one thing I always uh, struggle with is that the tackling is now, because they're so protected, it's kind of the, the defenders used to be strong and they'd tackle hard and they'd have the weight behind them and the muscle behind them and the attackers were fast. And it's kind of like the 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 speed is allowed, but the strength is the thing that's been taken away. Like a hard tackle is kind of penalised now and you're not allowed to, it could be a fair tackle, but if it's deemed too much use of, of your body strength, that's also now a foul. Over and then excessive force. Yeah, but over excessive force, if you're if you're small and fast, why and the other guy is big and heavy. Why can a small, fast guy use the speed, but the big, heavy guy not use the weight? I, and I'm I like, always 
be, being the big heavy guy, this was this was what used to make me cry and why I stopped playing. Yeah, that's why I, I get penalised all the time for Pep. <laughs> Pep is still a wanker for the amount of times he. We saw out. the charity account. We saw the charity account. <laughs> Fair tackles. Always got the ball, but just because it's a little bit heavier, got penalised. But I think that's what makes it more difficult. I mean, you can't put we, a good tackling anymore. We saw what you did to Wolfing. He still that wasn't me. Forgiving you. Wasn't that you? That no, was my team he, though, and I was proud of it. He, he got ended by someone. I can't he remember. Did who, get but he, by. Anyway, uh, onto the fun stuff. Uh, Perlo. What I mean, it's it's fairly obvious which role we're going to pick for him, right? The role created for him. The the reason why the role is in football manager. Exactly. The regista. Agreed. Is everyone just sulking now? No argument, sir. Marvelous. Okay, so the I guess that this is the part that sort of transitions a bit more, uh, depending on the year and sort of who was playing for the team. So we've sort of said about the sort of the I guess the the narrow sort of four four two diamond with Perlo at the base of it, and then you've got Seedorf and Gattuso in front of him with Roy Costa. Uh, this is sort of the earlier Milan side, uh, sort of the the tip of the diamond, and we then transition into sort of a, a flat three when Roy Costa and Kaka were playing together behind Shevchenko. And I think this was during the period of uh, uh, Pipo Inzaghi's sort of a couple of injury hit seasons. Uh, so he was kind of forced to play one striker. And then again, we have uh, sort of a, a similar sort of change once Sadoff's legs started going and he moved up top and he was playing more of a sort of a, a three, but a slightly more defensive central three with the, with two attacking mids supporting a single striker again, so this could be a bit of a a bit of a clusterfuck because there's so, the the variations in tactic are, are although they're minimal, then I think the player roles change quite significantly. Um, so if we just focus, uh, we could I think if we just focus on the Christmas tree because I think that's what Ancelotti was really known for. Um, so we've got Perlo at the base of the sort of the. In the in the middle of the central three, but he was allowed to roam. And then we've got Sadorf and Gattuso either side. What roles in this sort of period would we put Sadorf and Gattuso into? You see, I I I always saw Gattuso and Sadorf as being Pirlo's legs, really. And I know, you know he wasn't mm. he wasn't immobile, but he he uh, he you know he focused on on one area i think i mean gatuso i'd probably stick him in there as a ball winning midfielder just so that he got across and covered when Caffey was forward yeah um and sadorf i mean later in his career um maybe more of a playmaker further forward but i think in football manager if you're playing him this you know on the left hand side of of this midfield uh centrally but on the left hand side i'd probably stick him in as a cm support because it would still allow you, you know, allow you to kind of mould the role to 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 suit Sadorf, but also, you know, on as a CM support, they'll often look for sort of threaded through balls through to the strikers and stuff like that. See, so. I would argue that he was maybe, possibly a Mazala on support. Bear in mind, he would have spent the majority of the time sort of playing in front of Maldini, who, although can get forward, wouldn't. He would be more balanced having had Cafu on the right hand side and with Gattuso on the other. Yes, he's got Roy Costa and, and Kaka in front of him, but I don't know. It, I think his his role in this in this team is kind of difficult because he would maybe be a box to box as well. I think it's sort of you you can pinch lots of bits from all sorts of different roles, and I don't think because it's a single player, I don't think you'll be able to fully uh, fully replicate it 
well enough and I think maybe going for the whole central uh, midfielder on support and then tailoring it a bit more would be would perhaps be the more sensible way of doing it yeah I maybe have talked my way around that's, to your that's why I said it <laughs> way of thinking there <laughs> does anyone else have any other sort of thoughts on Sadorf's role or Gattuso's no. role maybe in the, yeah, so if I suppose less in the in the Cafu days, but the the Carrillero is a role that I've been experimenting with a little bit, but one that enabled enables the central midfielder still to do the defending, but push out wide as well and to kind of sit in the half spaces. Less on the, the the sort of crunching tackles, but still, it's still part of the role. I think Maybe if I think you could argue that Carrillero would tackle harder. Yeah. would probably be a, a pretty accurate thing. Okay, so we've got Roy Costa and Kaka in the sort of the in the attacking midfield positions. Now Kaka is I don't I think I don't know how to describe his role because he did everything. He was a playmaker, he was a second striker, he was absolutely everything. Um uh, so I I really don't know how he would make maybe it would be a similar thing to like with like we were going to do with Sadorf where is maybe an attack midfielder on attack or support, and then we tailor the role uh, with some with some um, instructions. Because I don't think he did one role particularly uh, much over the other. Like he did, he he made plays, or he, you know, he. Although you had Perlo, who was the predominant playmaker, but it was Kaka still had a hand in that. Um. So I'm not sure if anyone else had any thoughts on that at all or whether you agree it's I, I just found I found this was the one role like Perlo is the easiest role out of this entire team over mm. the entire period but Kaka's role in this was really hard for me to pin down when I was writing this out could you, could I don't know if you can play Trek Quartisas through the middle yeah because yeah. they have everything right they do but the they tend to be a bit they in FM anyway uh, they, they can get a bit lost and I don't and I don't think Kaka really like he didn't press but he also he he definitely he was more of an enganch when it was when the team was without the ball I think rather than being a, a Trek artista who just does fuck all uh, and they just you know, they're allowed to float wherever they want he was a bit more disciplined when it came to positioning I think um, so yeah, I think it's quite hard to pin that one down uh, obviously you can let let us know your thoughts, ladies and gents. If you, you had any ideas on how Kaka should be played, you can tweet us or uh, contact us via the email that's on the website. Which we we did ever can't talk. It's no. too hot. I was literally about to say, what's the website? And you, you uh, cocked up I before I could. It. Yeah, Weestreamfm.com. There we go. Yay. Uh, yay. Uh, so Roy Costa, uh, and then we've got Shevchenko up top, or a striker up top, because we it was uh, Shevchenko or Inzaghi. Where would we place sort of Roy Costa in his position? Because this would have been towards the tail end of his career as well, so and I think once he moved on, um, Sadorf sort of just effectively filled in. He he moved into the, and accommodated the same role. I I mean I I I'd probably have um, yeah Kaka as a an attacking midfielder, Rui Costa maybe as a playmaker, because like you say, as when Sadorf moved forward, I think a lot of the stuff came, a lot of the play came through him, and he he kind of drifted around. But Rui, you know, Rui Costa was similar. He'd, he'd he'd just be between the lines looking for space, like you know, never really got in behind anywhere. Just would hold hold a position, and kind of people would play around him. So 
maybe an advanced playmaker on support and then Kaka as an attacking midfielder on attack. Beautiful. Uh, and then Shevchenko or Inzaghi. Now, Inzaghi is a poacher all day. Poacher, mm-hmm. yeah. I actually read uh, an article like uh, someone tried to emulate it on Football Manager and put his player instruction as um, try to beat the offside trap on Inzaghi. <laughs> <laughs> Literally born offside. <laughs> it's like Michael Owen, that lad. If it was like if it was CMO one hundred two, you'd have him man marking the goalkeeper as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but does Shevchenko's sort of involvement up front does that alter it? Maybe an advanced forward on attack rather than an out and out poacher because he was a bit more mobile and was a bit more industrious. He had a bit more to his game other than just sort of. Standing on the last, the shoulder of the last defender. It's funny, isn't it? It's funny because obviously when he went to Chelsea, he was just he may as well have not been there. And yeah. uh, same happened to Torres. But uh, they were both so good at their, their their clubs before that. It's almost as if it's Chelsea's fault. Almost as <laughs> if it's not coincidence. Almost. Um, I don't know with Shevchenko. Um, I mean, he, he he certainly offered more than than Inzaghi. Um, as an advanced forward, I don't know, maybe, maybe even like a deep line forward on attack, because I f- I kind of feel like the front three were, were relatively fluid, um, with Kaka going beyond the striker quite often. Um, yeah, it's a diff- it's a difficult role. To, it's a difficult role to to pin down. I think. Well, the so like Shevchenko played very. Differently, I think, when he was part of the two with Inzaghi, uh, when they when they were basically only playing with the, the, the two up top with the one attacking midfielder in behind. Yeah, that's what I mean. And so he, that's why I think he was more of a creator there. Yeah, so, so sort of a. You'd almost if if he was playing as part of the two with Inzaghi, you'd have him as a, a maybe a deep line forward on support. But then when he's on his own, maybe he'd you know he'd still offer that um, that creativity by dropping off the line, but also. You know, would be the furthest man forward in most cases. So maybe a DLF on attack. A DILF. A DILF. 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 Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> any more for any more gents, or should we round it off there? Round it. Round it. Lovely. Round right, it. Dave, you're up, son. It's time for the quiz. I mean that that was that was a rather. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I built it up earlier, saying there's a mystery quiz host, and uh, I've just gone and dropped it like that. Everyone's <laughs> expecting Bradley no Walsh to be on the podcast, but no, it's not, unfortunately. Um, it's me, yay! But we're doing something a little bit different, so there's no um, enthusiasm. Brilliant. There's no sort of specific topic. It is all like football general knowledge. But I don't know if any of you, um, maybe Curtie, because he hasn't got a job, uh, watch the the daytime TV show Impossible. So it's like basically it's a quiz show, and you all are. You're all going to start off with basically 10 lives. So if uh, an opposition gets the answer right, you will lose a life. So basically it's last man standing. But within the questions, there is also some impossible questions. So say for argument's sake, I say, oh, when was the last time West Ham got in the Champions League final? It's impossible because they're shit. They're not going to get to a Champions League final, are they? Oh, also Russell, uh, Herb and Joe Walter here. So, but if you get an impossible question right, everyone else loses two lives. But if you get it wrong, you lose two lives. Or if you call an answer impossible when it's a- there is actually an answer to the question, you lose two lives. So 
just for a normal question, if you get it right, everyone loses one life. If you get it wrong, you lose one life. But if it's impossible, it's two lives per person. Is it first to buzz in? First to buzz in, and then it doesn't carry over. It's just one one shot through. I feel like this is in. very complicated for how hot it is. I feel like it's good pretty, luck. It's good just luck like a standard scoring. quiz, really, where you just lose a life. Do we trust it's, you to keep score of our yeah, ten lives? Yeah, you keep scores. I am keeping score for you. Let me quickly write your names down. It won't take me two seconds. Uh, yeah, but first to to buzz in as normal. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Just writing the questions cool. down now. Look at there that. we go. <laughs> right then. Are we ready, yeah? Yeah. First question is actually quite uh, quite apt to what we were just talking about, sort of. In what season did Roman Abramovich take over Chelsea? Nerd. Matt? Uh, 2003-04. Yep, correct. So everybody loses a life. Who was the first English manager to win Premier League Manager of the Year award? Anybody? Ooh. English. Yeah, English manager. Curty. Go on. Alan Pardew. Incorrect, Curty. You lose another life. It was, in fact, Harry Redknapp. Uh, who is the only person born before 1960 to score a Premier League hat trick? Born before 1960. Joe. Go on, Joe. Gordon Strachan. Correct. Great shout. Great shout. Good shout. Um, let's that one out. Uh, the Turk Telecom Stadium is home to which Spanish football club? Curti. No idea. Go on, Curti. Impossible. Correct, Curti. Ah. It is at home to Galatasaray, who, of course, are a Turkish team. So everybody else. Far from Curti loses two lives. When do you give us warning? Like when we're down to like three lives or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So uh, that was a good, good point for you, Curti, because you're sort of like back on level turns now. Name the Dutch footballer who was voted European Player of the Century in 1999. Curti. Go on. Johan Cruyff. Correct. Well done. Which manager took Wigan into the Premier League for the first time? Dupe. Dupe. Paul Joe. Correct, Dupe. Well done. Not the only thing you brought in for the first time. Right. Before South Africa in 2010, how many World Cups had been held in Africa? Curti. Dupe. Go on, Curti. Impossible. It's zero. No, that's wrong. Zero. Oh, yeah. Sorry, it's zero. It's zero, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll give you a <laughs> Got a bit too excited there. Oh, no. It doesn't get to answer questions very often. No. As of 2019, which Italian club had won the most Serie A titles? Curti. Curti? Milan. It's incorrect. It's Juventus. Which club did Leroy Sane leave to join Manchester City? Nerd. Dupe. Matt. Schalke. Correct. Well done. So as it stands, Joe, Herb and Dupe all have only three lives remaining. Which Asian nation were the first team to win the FIFA World Cup? Dupe. Dupe. 
Impossible. Correct. Obviously, oh, no Asian nations have won the FIFA World Cup. So all of you guys lose two lives. So Joe and Herb, you're on your last life as it stands. That was a good point for Deep. Like the pressure. Which Spaniard won the PFA Young Player of the Year award in 2015-16? Curti. Curti. David De Gea. Incorrect. It's impossible because it wasn't a Spaniard. It was Deli Ali. So, Curti, you are out. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I thought you said you were going to warn me when I was on three lives. I said you had two lives left. No, you Just... didn't. I did. No, you didn't. Find <laughs> the take back. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. You literally haven't answered off, a single question and you've gone out before me. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> nice. no, I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to that back. I've been done. All right. I probably didn't. Slow and steady yeah, wins the race. In what decade? Well, I think it's because Duke got one right, and it just it threw me off a little bit. All right. In what decade did Wembley host its first ever FA Cup final? Decade. Don't need an exact year. Are we talking new Wembley, old Wembley? Just Wembley, so it's probably the old one. So, old Wembley. Joe. Go on, Joe. Nineteenth century. That's a decade, decade. dickhead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Not really paying attention. Brilliant. Anyone? Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't. Uh, got nothing to base it on. I'll, I'll pass it off if you want. I'm trying to think when Blackburn it. won the first one. We'll leave it Impossible. There. Oh, wait, no. It's, it's not impossible, son. Thierry Henry made his professional debut with which club? Nerd. Matt? Monaco. Correct. So Herb and Joe are out. It's a finale between Matt and Dupe. Dupe's actually got three lives remaining. Matt has got two lives remaining. I don't know how Dupe's, Dupe's rocking it. Yap Stan became manager of which English championship club in June Nerd. 2016? Dupe. Matt? Reading. Correct. Between spells in charge of Chelsea and Real Madrid, Rafa Benitez took charge of which French club? Dupe. Dupe. Impossible. Correct. He took charge of Napoli. It wasn't a French club, which means Dupe has stole the victory. Yeah, boy. Hold hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, come on. A minute ago, you said Nerd had two lives. Yeah, and then he got one right, and then Dupe got an impossible one, so Nerd should have one, right? You don't gain a life. No, you, you don't, don't gain, gain life. lives. Oh. You, yeah. you, you stay on your own, and then Dupe, you lose two if someone else gets an impossible right. Shit quiz. <laughs> 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 yes. Well done, Dupe. He's given the beef back that he got last week. Yeah. I think that's I didn't give is. him beef, did I? Anyway, I, I, although I didn't really fully understand the format, Dave, I think once it got flowing, it was good. Bit of, bit of jeopardy. Thank you very much for, for stepping into the void this week. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> He's crying. Son's crying. Nice one. Right. Uh, that brings pod 101 to a close. We're now in our next century, which is kind of bonkers, really. Ooh. Uh, Dave, actually, before we, we move on, what, what, uh, what was the answer to that Wembley question? Uh, it was 1920s, uh, I believe. 1920s. Yeah, it was 1923. Yeah. Anyway, I'll get back to doing the links bit now. Sorry, I, I just I just thought I wanted to wanted to get an answer to that one because that bugged me. Uh, 
You can find the links for each of us, the Five Star Pod Twitter accounts, the WeStream FM Discord server over on WeStreamFM.com, where you can also grab the blogs that have been released over the past week. They're also in the podcast description as well. The Five Star Potential podcast is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and most of the popular podcast apps and platforms for the new podcast release every Monday. We'll see you all next week. Say goodbye, gents. Bye, gents.